Thank you for joining me for another edition of McKenna's NHL Podcast. I'm your lead NHL writer, Kyle McKenna, and I hope everyone's been enjoying the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, They've been nothing short of disappointing, and let's get underway here today. I'm going to be answering some questions from some callers, and then I will take to Twitter. Well, I'll get to some questions from my weekly NHL mailbag, McKenna's Digest, and if you're ever interested in having one of your NHL-related questions answered over the podcast or in an article of mine, you can just go over on Twitter and tweet at kmckenna underscore tlt5, and just be sure to use the hashtag McKenna's Digest, and I'll get right to it. Um, so today, let's get to our first caller. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Hi. How are you? John from Naples here calling again. Want to get your thoughts on the Blues and Sharks. Is it time for us to see Jake Allen actually start a game? And want to hear your thoughts on that. Also, Pete DeBoer turned out to be a pretty good coach. A lot of haters in New Jersey. Uh, when he had a talented team in New Jersey, he went to the finals in 2012. Now he's with the Sharks, and he's looking like he's going to get there again. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll listen off the air. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for the call again, John from Naples, Florida. Um, two excellent questions that you know I was going to dive into anyway. So last night, the St. Louis Blues fell again to the San Jose Sharks and were shut out for the second consecutive game. It's the first time ever in San Jose Sharks playoff history that they recorded back-to-back shutouts. But in relation to the Brian Elliott, Jake Allen situation, with the St. Louis Blues, look, I've been high on Brian Elliott all season. I thought, you know, that he was the right guy for them going into the playoffs. And, you know, couldn't have worked out any better for St. Louis right now. They uh, Elliott, in my opinion, was, you know, the first star, the, the series MVP, however, which way you want to look at it, in the first round against the Chicago Blackhawks. I think he deserves the same uh, title as when they defeated the Dallas Stars in the second round. But we're seeing this more and more often um, as time goes on where, you know, teams need, you know, two effective goalies and two guys who who can be considered starters um, to go on and, you know, on a legitimate Stanley Cup run and have that opportunity to hoist Lord Stanley. Uh, You know, we saw it last year with Corey Crawford and Scott Darling in Chicago, and we've seen it in years past. Even a good buddy of mine, as we exchanged tweets, Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, look, he and I were both really big on Brian Elliott um, throughout this postseason, but I think he would even agree with me on this. You know, if you, this Blues team needs a spark right now, and they clearly need a you know a change of pace, and it's kind of out of Brian Elliott's hands. But in this situation, I think you do go to Jake Allen as a bit of a wake-up call for your team. And in the playoffs, any little minor change like that can actually go a longer way than most people would think. And uh, I think this will serve as a wake-up call to the Blues team who, let's be real, I mean, they can't score right now. And against a very good um, San Jose Sharks team. So I think Jake Allen starts in the next game. I think will St. Louis win? Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I do think uh, you'll see Brian Elliott again at some point in the playoffs regardless, but I think it will be a smart move by Ken Hitchcock, and I know he's a smart coach, and he has very high standards um, with all of his players, whether it's, you know, a skater or a netminder, and I think they'll, you know, they'll they'll go to Jake Allen for a bit of a spark, but hey, kudos to Brian Elliott, because what, what he's done, he's overcame a lot of adversity there, and he's looked phenomenal all playoffs, and it's just one of those things like, hey, 
It's out of your hands. Take a breather here. Let the kid go to work with Jake Allen. And then another interesting question from John in Naples, Florida, in regards to Pete DeBoer and the San Jose Sharks and maybe the Devils fan base. You know, they kind of gave Pete DeBoer a hard time during his last season with uh, the New Jersey Devils, and uh, they were still bitter even after he left. I, I can even recall seeing things over social media and Twitter. Um, where fans basically put it out there saying, look, the Sharks are not going to go anywhere, and they feel sorry for the San Jose Sharks that they hired this guy. I have to say, when I saw that, I was very disappointed. And in certain fans, I'm not necessarily calling the Devils fan base out, but there are definitely some fans out there who were, I agree, John, I think you put it on point, they were just, they were bitter. And um, I, I do get it. Look, you know, your team had a couple of losing seasons, and the Devils and their fan base is, you know, the fan base isn't quite used to that um, after being perennial winners for such a long time. But I think the truth there was after the 2012 Stanley Cup run and after, you know, Clarkson, Parisi, Kovalchuk had all left um, and some other players, you know, are no longer in their prime. The Devils just weren't that good of a team, you know, so I don't I you know the fans in Jersey had high expectations, but reality was they weren't even, they weren't a playoff team. And I think Peter DeBoer was put in a situation under the old Lou Lamarillo regime where, look, this guy had to make decisions to keep his job. And he went out there and made decisions that maybe some things were out of you know his control. Maybe we don't know because Lou Lamarillo had ran things a certain way. And we all Jersey knows things were kept close to the vest. So I don't think it was so much of Peter DeBoer. Uh, being a bad coach out there and I I think you know sorry to all the Peter DeBoer haters in Jersey but I mean look what he's doing with this San Jose Sharks team who's you know it's not like he went over and coached the LA Kings or the Anaheim Ducks two teams that were expected to finish in first or second place this is San Jose Sharks team that has been a notorious we can go as far as saying choker and this guy has come in and has has fit in nicely with this this group of mixed veterans and young, talented players on both offense and defense. And, you know, the last time I checked, Peter DeBoer has only lost one playoff series, and let alone the, he hasn't lost too many games in the playoffs. Um, so what he's been able to do in his first year of San Jose, um, I'm not surprised. And while some fans may be in Jersey, not I'm not saying everyone, but while some fans in Jersey may not be able to admit it, Right now, I think you can say Peter DeBoer is a pretty good coach. You know, just going back to the whole situation in Jersey, I think if DeBoer made some lineup decisions, uh, you know, I think there was definitely more logic behind them than people think. You know, just because considering if you lose a few games in a row, you know, history shows that Lou Lamarillo would just pull the plug on coaches. So maybe those, you know, decisions were for his job's sake. So just something to think about. And let's get to our next caller. And it looks like our next caller, Sean, is a big Anaheim Ducks and Pittsburgh Penguins fans, as I, I see here. Hey, Kyle. Uh, Sean here. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, doing a great job, big fan of yours. I got a couple things I'd like to get your thoughts on. Uh, one, I think we're pretty much about to see uh, Sidney Kidd and Co. about to raise their second Stanley Cup. And if that's the case, do you think, and they, and they end up riding uh, you know, Murray all the way, the rookie, you think we've seen uh, Mark Andre Fleury, the Flower, play his last game as a Pittsburgh Penguin? If so, where do you see him going? What's some good options for him? And uh, last thing, uh, who do you see would be a good fit behind the bench next year for the Anaheim Ducks? Uh, looking forward to your thoughts. 
Thanks, Mick. All right, Sean, thank you for the call. And once again, it seems like a very educated hockey fan with a couple good questions. Yeah, Sean is getting a little bit ahead of himself as he... Uh, I guess believes that the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby and co will hoist their second Stanley Cup. I mean, hey, look, can't take anything away from Pittsburgh and you need to give credit where it's due. It looks that way right now. But if the Lightning come, you know, come out and win game four and tie this series up, let's let's put our our foot on the brakes there for a second. And let's give credit where it's due to Murray between the pipes for the Pittsburgh Penguins as he just continues to impress myself. And I know for a fact others you know, other NHL analysts around the league. And what does this mean for his stock and and Flurry's beat with the Pittsburgh Penguins? I think it's an automatic now that, you know, there's no doubt that the Pittsburgh Penguins will look into dealing away Marc-Andre Fleury. And once again, you know, a little repetitive, but it's just, it's sometimes with these goaltenders, things are just out of their hands. You know, it's not Marc-Andre Fleury didn't do anything wrong here. You know, this would strictly be a business decision and the right, and I think the right decision going forward for the Pittsburgh Penguins because the Penguins, you know, they're they're tight with the salary cap here. If you can deal Mark Andre Fleury now, and the timing is right, as it it clearly appears to be with Mister Murray, uh, the young kid between the pipes right now for them, uh, just playing as well as he has, they can clearly win with this guy in net and also make a playoff run. Uh, something this team has struggled to do in years past since their 2009 run. So I think the time, it, it, it just everything is timing in this business, and I think the time is right for the Penguins to look into trading Marc-Andre Fleury, especially considering the goaltending market. Right off the bat, you have two teams in the Western Conference with the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars who would be more than willing to get all over Marc-Andre Fleury like a cheap suit. And the Penguins don't have to worry about trading him in, in conference. They'll get some money off their hands, off the books, and they'll get something nice in return. I think both teams do have um, prospects and other potential players that they can you know, give back to Pittsburgh for a future Hall of Fame goalie, whether some people want to admit it or not. But that is Marc-Andre Fleury. So yes, I believe it, it. it's pretty much written in stone that Fleury's time is over in Pittsburgh. And let's all nod uh, our hats to him or uh, buckets as he did a fabulous job for the Penguins. Now on to Sean's second question in regards to the Anaheim Ducks vacant op- uh, coaching position. Look, you know, if you've been following my work, you know I was never exactly a fan of Bruce Boudreaux. It's nothing personal. Uh, it's more to say I just I didn't think he was the right guy in Anaheim. You know, if you're after you lose a certain number of game sevens, and I thought the Anaheim Ducks just had a legitimate cup contending team. And when you have a legitimate cup contending team, and like, you just can't even take that next step and not even get to the Stanley Cup Finals, then something's got to give here. And I think Boudreaux's time was up earlier this season. I think it's a great story that the franchise decided to stick with him and they wrote it out together. And I almost think he got too much credit because let's be real, the Anaheim Ducks should have won the Pacific Division. Okay? So, like, I don't want to hear, you know, or any pity for Bruce Boudreaux. Look, you guys should have been that good. Good. You rebounded and in the weakest division. Okay? So I think Boudreaux should have been fired a long time ago in Anaheim, and I think they need, you know, a night and day change there. And I would I would give Bob Hartley the time of day. I think he would go in there and, and set some new standards and demand more from his, from his players and his top players, which is something 
that clearly needed to be changed. Whether I know Anaheim fans have gotten defensive about it in the past, but it, it just it wasn't it wasn't happening from Boudreaux and his style. Um, so I would like to see what Bob Hartley can go in there. A guy who's wondering who's dealt with Hall of Fame players. So I think without a doubt Hartley would be a good choice. And then I know there are some rumors going around that maybe Randy Carlyle will be back. That would be interesting. You know, maybe he can rekindle some magic there. He's not Bob Hartley, but you know, I, I would definitely consider him as a candidate. Okay, now let's take to Twitter and take a look at the hashtag McKenna's Digest questions. Greg Ferretti wants to know who is more valuable to the Lightning in this series and possibly the Stanley Cup Finals, Kucherov or Johnson? Uh, Greg, good question, and thanks for taking part in McKenna's Digest. I am going with Kucherov. Um, clearly, actually, he's actually surprised me in the sense that we, I think everyone knew this kid is good, but he's rising above expectations. And while Steven Stamkos is out, and I think when a player can do that, they have a certain scalability where they can almost, you know, I think they can, a player like that can really take a team on his back and not just once, he can do it in years to come and, and be the guy and really produce for the Lightning and embrace that role and just make them a better team overall. Johnson... Look, he it, it seems like, you know, he had a he had a tough season with some injuries from his last year's playoffs, magical run, etc. Um, I still like question though if he's legit and if I feel like teams have maybe kind of figured how to shut him down and kind of bang him up. But overall, I think Kucherov is going to be more of a guy where Tampa Bay will look to build around him. And like I said before, it speaks volume that he's doing what he's doing in those playoffs while Steven Stamkos is out. Any player who can rise to that occasion, um, you know, like I said, put a team on his back is worth your time, worth keeping, and um, definitely separates himself from any other type of players and maybe like Tyler Johnson. At Farmer John 22 Jeffrey Folker wants to know who will the draft day buyers and sellers be, who will look to move up in the draft order, and why? Okay, uh, Jeff, right off the bat, I can tell you that the Calgary Flames will be making a move. The Edmonton Oilers will be making a move. And who wants to possibly move up in the draft? I think that's going to be tough to do for teams because the first five or six picks in the draft are so valuable and more valuable valuable than any of the other first round or second round, third round picks. You know, the percentage of players past those, those first five or six picks that go on to not only play in the NHL, but, you know, become legitimate um, top players is very low. Um, So if someone's going to move up in the draft, I can maybe see Colorado and Carolina uh, maybe, you know, swapping picks because they're still, you know, within the top 14, but they're they're lower. Um, So I think you'll see maybe two of those teams uh, try to maneuver something or just swap picks. I think Colorado definitely needs to make some changes this offseason. They've been a team where let's face it the reality is it's disappointing um back-to-back seasons not making the playoffs so and they definitely they there's some talent on that roster um where other teams without a doubt will 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 take note to and take some interest in it's just a matter of you know do any of those teams have enough to move up any higher in the draft well that's a different story but i think the four teams you'll see active will be the flames the oilers the avalanche and i and i do believe the hurricanes all right so this wraps up another edition of mckenna's nhl podcast i'd like to thank everyone again for tuning in and to any new listeners thank you for your time 
And if you'd like to have a question over McKenna's Angel podcast or in an article of mine, you can just go on Twitter and tweet at kmckenna underscore tlt5 and just be sure to use the hashtag mckenna's digest enjoy the rest of the uh the games this week and until next week have a good night